going to bring things back uh, local again, and joining me now on the phone is Democratic State Representative Sarah Feigenholz from Chicago. Representative, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me, Rick, so bright and early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> well, when I think of bright and sunny, I think of you. How about oh, that? That's so sweet. And and genuine, too, right? Well, thank you. I, <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> Well, what I, you see is what you get. Indeed, indeed. Well, I wanted to have you on because, uh, and I had uh, earlier this morning, I had uh, Senate Republican Leader Brady on, was uh, to kind of take a look at the wrap-up of the, the fall veto session. And uh, as I mentioned to Leader Brady, uh, Jim Durkin, the House Republican leader, always said he always called veto session the most kind of overblown when it comes to expectations uh that and and i think there's a lot of agreement to that but nevertheless i i do think coming out of this the 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 thing that's good for the rest of the state i can't say chicago but the the idea of that pension fund consolidation was a major victory by the governor and and lawmakers we did a lot last year, as you recall. Yes. Uh, we accomplished a lot in the first year because we had a governor who took a snapshot from the 30,000-foot view of what troubles the state was in and um, one by one shifted um, policy and did an amazing job. You witnessed it yourself. But um, I called him the day after, and I said, what are you going to do for an encore? <laughs> And his answer to me was, we have heavy lifting to do around pensions and property taxes. You know, now we really have to roll our sleeves up and because we have to close the circle. We've solved many problems, but these are the two that we have got to f- finish fixing. So, you know, I, Senator Brady, of course, Leader Brady was right. Veto session is... Um, you know, a three days, a week break, and three days. And so it's very, very hard for um, continuity of issue, shall we say. And uh, hurting cats when you're not in town is a, a very tough thing to do with some pretty heady uh, issues. Now, the pension consolidation bill was a huge step in, in, uh, for downstate and it uh, for police and fire and fixing the looming pension problem. We have the same problem in Chicago. And the the casino bill, uh, which needed a fix, as you know, I'm sure you've spoken about it, that the tax rate is uh, makes makes the current law uh, make, makes the Chicago casino unviable, and the revenues from the that solution would solve our pension problems, would help our mayor and our pension problems. And even more important, um, the the money in there is also for capital for our schools and uh, other necessary projects in the city uh, that require repair just like what requires repair downstate that is getting fixed in the other capital bill that's funded by the increase in the gas tax. But we didn't get the casino fixed. Correct. You're right. And a lot of us are very disappointed about that because it just kicks the can down the road. But I'm, you know what, you know, again, this was, uh, you know, a very short window of time. I 
I think that there has been a lot of negotiation. I have faith in the mayor. I have faith in the governor that this is going to get done um, when we're not um, operating under these very um, constraining veto session procedures with needing super majorities, 71 votes instead of 60. We we will get to it. I am confident that we're going to, to find a solution. We have to because Chicago legislators are also very eager to begin to address this problem. We do not want to raise property taxes. And um, this is a solution to avoid that. Was it just too too big of an ask given the time frame? Was the proper work and negotiations done in advance? I mean, the idea of a casino fix, that, that's been talked about you know, for a long time since that consultant's report came out. I mean, it, it, there was, it, it's not a surprise issue to anybody in Springfield. You know, Rick, you have been around uh, to see a few uh, gaming bills, right? Oh, a few, yes. Okay, so, so you know as well as I that they are notoriously, everybody wants something and it turns into a Christmas tree and it dies and it just sort of sinks under its own weight. And the fact that it even got done in May was miraculous. Um, but reopening a casino bill actually brings people back to the table who want to add something or change something. And uh, I think that that is essentially, um, there were other interests that were um, brought to the fore that were um, we couldn't find solutions for. But I am confident uh, the Chicago caucus, uh, the in- currently informal but soon to be formal caucus is going to start getting very organized around this um, issue to make sure it happens because it is uh, an essential piece of keeping property taxes at bay we cannot raise property taxes in chicago we're speaking with democratic state representative sarah feigenholz from chicago i'm rick pearson this is the sunday spin Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. Joining me on the phone is Democratic State Representative Sarah Feigenholz from Chicago. We're talking about the recently ended fall session of the legislature. And, Representative, I know we we talked about the casino issue, which is something that the mayor and others want to see a fix. I'm curious... What about as far as the uh, graduated real estate transfer tax issue, which is also something that Mayor Lightfoot wanted out of Springfield and didn't get? Well, I think she's very focused on the casino. Um, You know, again, uh, the the mechanics of veto session require uh, a majority of votes, a supermajority of votes, 71 votes. And her goal of trying to do the casino first, I think. Uh, There was a judgment, obviously, that it it may have been easier to achieve those votes for the casino, and that was a personal choice of hers. I think that the transfer tax is still needs some tweaks to get to the requisite number of votes, even 60, and so we have more work to do. 
Well, we'll get it done. I'm I'm confident we will get it done. Well, I mean, I've 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 heard a couple of things. Obviously, one is there is uh, a group of Democrats who wants to see that money from that transfer tax more of it devoted to uh, issues involving the homeless you've also got uh, legislators who basically said after all of the taxes and and tax and fee increases we voted for in the spring session uh, even voting to authorize the city council to levy this uh, a graduated rate real estate transfer tax that that was too big of a too big of a lift for them I, uh, you know, I, I think at the uh, I think members are going to have a different level, a set of comfort as uh, we approach the budget in this coming year, um, where it all kind of fits together. You know, um, very often that's how we do things. We just sort of put all of the things we need to get done on the table, so it works. And you know, sometimes when it's veto session. Again, it's you have two very short runways, uh, and uh, a lot of hiccups occur, and that's what happened with us. So the mayor made a shot at the casino. We we now have a sense of what we have to do, and we're going to get it done because our city is going to rely on this, and we're committed to it. You know, one of the things in in regards to the casino, there a, a number of people have just raised the question yeah you had the gaming board consultant study that said that the taxes were too high uh, and and that it would not you would not be able to bring in an operator for the casino but i'm wondering why not just issue the rfp to begin with uh, uh, not that the city has to accept it and just see what the market might might tell us from that well don't forget in this a particular version of the bill, Rick. There were uh, there was a lot of um, benefit to some of the other casinos about debt. You know, they had uh, there were there were a lot of favorable things in this final what you know we were hoping would be final agreement and, that are not. Um, so, so there was there were a lot of downstaters that stuck with the mayor, by the way. But your question is is a good one. Um, mayor hasn't said whether she would or wouldn't do it. I think that she was waiting to see what was going to happen in Springfield, uh, and she has yet to say. I don't think that she wouldn't attempt to do it. I, I think that the tax rate is too high, and I think that um, I think it it just doesn't make it workable. Uh, we ended the veto session with some uh, surprising news that the uh, Illinois Senate President John Cullerton announcing uh, that he was retiring in January. Um, you are one of the representatives in the Cullerton Senate District. Uh, do you have any interest in moving to the Senate? Well, of course, uh, um, I worked for Senator Cullerton for 12 years. Uh, as his chief of staff, and he uh, encouraged me to uh, run for the legislature, which I did, and he has been an incredible mentor. The first call I made was to my colleague to the West and good friend and fellow adoptee, Ann Williams, um, to sort of absorb the information that we had just heard, which was, as you, I'm just, I'm sure you felt it was shocking as well. Yes. Um, I was very surprised um, because 
I I have never been in the legislature without John Cullerton. I have not been out of his sort of work orbit um, for almost 40 years. <laughs> so I'm going. Uh, I was trying to figure out the whys and the you know. But Ann and I did. Aunt Representative Williams and I discussed this. She's very happy in the House with her environmental committee. She's the sponsor of the Clean Jobs Act, which is going to be the most important piece of legislation we pass in Illinois for the environment for uh, for years to come. And uh, and I am seriously considering it. I've been talking to my committeemen, and many or most of them actually are very supportive of it. But we have to keep in mind that there is no vacancy yet, and uh, John is still a seated senator. Um, I am still running for state rep. I'm going to be filing petitions. I love the community that I represent, as you know, and um, I'm eager to continue serving it and perhaps a little larger portion. That's Democratic State Representative Sarah Feigenholz from Chicago. As always, Representative, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Rick, it was a pleasure, and when I call in, I don't have to see that socks hat. Socks hat? Aren't you a... Uh, what? Oh, no, 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 no. That's a, that's a, that's a Blackhawks hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very You're much. You're a side fan. Uh, uh, yes, indeed. I'm a Cubs fan, yes. That's great. Well, thank you again, Rick. Your questions are always very stimulating, and uh, I appreciate being called at 8.30 in the morning to talk to you. <laughs> It's always a blast. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're wonderful. Keep up the good work. <laughs>